0: We advise that the content of this podcast is for mature audiences due to subject matter.
1: You are listening to Romantic Truth with Josen, your host in Las Vegas. Hi, everyone. Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Hope everybody's doing well today. Now. There's about 16.1% of single-parent households in the United States that are headed by fathers, according to the U.S. Census. Now, this is an increase from the last time they pulled this statistic where it was only 12.5% of households headed by single fathers. What does this mean? This means that a lot more women are giving up custody of their children for whatever reason, other pursuits. They don't want to be tied down. And this, of course, is something that's rather strange in recent years. We talk a lot of times about the breakdown of the family in the United States, especially the African-American family. Well, during the 90s, we saw a sea change in the way the family was structured, especially in the African-American community. There's no doubt. We look at some of the factors that impacted it. The social programs had a definite impact with the requirements of the father being out of the home. But now some of you ladies are actually faced with this 16.1% statistic when it comes down to a man coming into your life. And many of you single women really don't want to deal with that. You'd rather have your own children, your own family, and not have to deal with someone else's child or a baby's mother or an ex wife for that matter. It's understandable. And for this reason, single dads are not so popular. Now where their popularity increases, it's when some, the pickings get very slim for women. For instance, it's no joke, within the African American community, there's at least a 1 million person gap between the population of men and women there are more women than there are men and so some women are actually looking at their options and many of them are looking at the fact that a single dad may not be that bad of a choice now here's why one reason being a parent in custody requires a lot of responsibility, accountability, right? This means that more than likely that father's got to have his priorities straight. It also means that there's a certain level of respect and decorum already established because he has children. So he has to set boundaries. Now, what are some of the things as a single woman that you need to look for if you're going to date a single dad? Let's talk about it. The first thing, you want to have some clear understanding of the status between him and the baby's mother. That's understood. You must also understand that whatever he may say about her, whatever you do, if it's negative, don't embellish it. Leave it as it is. Let him talk about that, not you. What you're going to try to do is to set the example of the opposite of what she was. At least that's your intention. Usually, if you want to be with this gentleman. The other thing you need to really consider, what is relationship with the children? When you first meet him, is it a situation where they are a priority in his life? Does he light up when he talks about them? Or is it a situation where they are a burden? has he pawned them off to his parents so that he could have more of a lifestyle where he could meet a woman like you and other women in the process. I will tell you, priorities are very important in this situation. Because if he does not prioritize those children, ladies, I will tell you, You're barking up the wrong tree. Now, with many single fathers, they're clumsy. Take, for instance, when they try to do the daughter's hair. They might mess it up several times over. You may meet the children, and the daughter's hair may be jacked up the way that You come into that situation, maybe on the premise of, "Let me take care of her hair. Let me just do her hair for her." And for the first time, this child may have her hair done in a very long time, properly. Now, you don't want to negate the father's effort for trying, but he's going to try to get it together. I had a friend of mine years ago that I worked with, and uh, he got custody of his two daughters. And we used to tease him because he would take off work early on Thursdays. And then he had to do it on Tuesday as well, about an hour early. And the reason being, he had to drive across town to a beauty salon where he was taking classes to learn how to do his daughter's hair. their mother, unfortunately, passed away. So he was left with the children. And it even makes me uh, well up a bit when he told me about when his wife died. She was dying of a disease. And she gathered the family at the hospital. And she hugged her daughters and the daughters were asking her begging her not to die we Were about six years old at the time and one of her daughters got down to her knees and started praying while the other hung on to her mother for dear life. My friend said that his wife didn't shed a tear. And she told her daughters to come to her. And she said, I won't see you tomorrow. But I'll see you in heaven. As true, as she said, that she died that night. Our daughters woke up the next morning, and my friend told me that they came into his bedroom and they got in the covers with him, and they clung so tight to him, he said that. He thought he was going to do his circulation. The hospital called him. He already knew because they called him earlier. And the daughters clung onto him crying. Saying that mommy's gone. And they held him so tight, and they said, and they was, they was telling us about it. We were all in tears. Hell, I'm damn near in tears now. And he said, um, They banned him. They said, You can't die because. You've all we got. And he said it was very difficult because at the funeral the daughters would not they side of a casket. Actually, sat there on the side of the casket and they wanted to get in the hearse with their mom. And so, it's really tough for me to even talk about it because the way he described it, I mean, it brought us all to tears in the office. His daughter slept with pictures of their mother. He had a portrait that they had taken, blown up. And they slept with those pictures for years, well into their late teens. But then they put them in, in frames in the room. <laughs> and they always, very, very protective of the dad these girls would call him at work they were teenagers when they started working with us I think they were like 14, 15 they would ask him what he wanted for dinner and they were very protective of him and at first I thought, well you know, kids will get like that they said you don't understand I'm all they have and he says no matter what I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep myself healthy and alive for them and he was very strict about the type of woman that he was thinking about dating and what he did as a test run we all went out for drinks one Friday night after work this young lady came in that he was interested in she sat down she was very nice very well rounded very well spoken and um, the next Monday that Monday he asked us what do you think we gave our opinions on her, she was a very nice lady so forth, graduated at UC Irvine, and he said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait, I'm going to give it at least two months before they meet my daughters, is because they're going to be very hard on her. And by this time, they had grown very protective brought them up to the office one day. These were the two most well-mannered children I would ever seen in my life. And smart too, very smart. These kids, I think his youngest daughter was 14 and the other one was 16, I believe the older one. They already had it mapped out to where they were going to school. The 16-year-old said she had to keep her GPA up because she was at a 3.9 and she wanted to get to a 4.0 because she wanted to go to USC. That was a big thing for her. The other daughter wanted to go to San Luis Obispo. They had their majors down. They knew every aspect of the courses they had to take they had already got the catalogs from the universities they wanted to go to. I mean, these kids were on it. And the interesting thing was he said he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to motivate them. Because he said that what they were still trying to do Was to impress their mother and measure up to the standards she had set for them, the expectations. Now, here was the sad thing about all of this, as he was telling us these things. Every time this man mentioned his wife, he broke down like a child crying because he had to be strong for them. And he couldn't show that weakness. And ladies, I tell you, when it comes down to a man expressing his emotions, sometimes he needs a break. Just like my friend and coworker needed a break. Us. he felt as though he was able to do it and he was among people who cared. everybody in the office we looked out for each other. We didn't shame each other But one thing that I learned from him and that was he was fortunate a very good relationship with a very good woman and they poured their energies into their children now here's the thing that I will tell you and I tried to get this gentleman on the show to tell the story but he told me he says you do it because at the time I didn't know where I was emotionally Well, here's the thing, when it comes down to you ladies really choosing a good man, some of you overlook single dads. Now, it takes a lot more effort to be a single dad than some irresponsible dude out there because you see a lot of men that stereotype, that ain't my child fuck you and them kids. How many times you've heard that? This is a different type of situation. These men are responsible. But you have some women that say, oh, I ain't dealing with no badass kids. Those kids don't have to be badass kids. Those could be some damn good kids. But you could have a badass attitude towards them. And that ruins it for you. So now, let's go into some of the considerations, but I had to bring that up in particular because uh, that friend that I just talked about listens to this show, and he didn't want me to use his name, but I just want to tell you, I learned a lot from you. I'm going to talk about the considerations right after this. first address one of the main issues are you ready for a ready-made family now this is a question that men are asked a lot of times by their parents especially their mothers when they're taking on a woman with children but you have to ask yourselves this question ladies are you a person that likes kids are you someone that may look upon this as a situation where you could probably grow? What are the advantages for you being with this man? True enough, you may love him. But beyond that, what kind of relationship do you or will you have with this children? How old are they? That's going to be a big factor. The younger they are, the more influence you can have on them. If they're 13 and old, then you have to worry about them being um, threatened by you a bit. Now, in other cases, there may be a situation where those kids may embrace you. They'd be more than glad to help you as far as to understand them, deal with them, and they could help foster the relationship between you and your new man. Now, some fathers will take the opinion of their kids in consideration on who they will date. Others will say, well, you know what? This is who I chose, deal with it. The one thing that you want to understand too is this. If you are the person, the nurturer in the relationship and he's more or less the hardline guy that says, "Do as I say, do do what I tell you." To the kids, he may still be in that infantile period with you, in that he's handling you with kid gloves. But I will tell you one thing to keep in mind: the way he treats his children may be reflective of the way he's going to treat you. So if he's yelling and cursing at his kids there's a good possibility you're going to be at the receiving end of that at some point. And the reason why I say this is because people are on their best behavior when they're trying to convince someone or persuade someone to get involved with them. But you're seeing the actual true colors of the person in real time. So the first thing you need to notice is the way he interacts with the children. Now, here is the interesting thing. A man will introduce a woman to his children well before a woman will introduce her kids to a man. Women are a little bit more protective, a little bit less trusting in most cases. There are some women that don't care. But for the most part, this man knows that he is in a position that's very rare for a man So therefore, he's maybe a little bit guarded. But don't get offended by that because he's just trying to make sure he makes the right choice because he's got a lot at stake. Now, things you would look for. You may want to talk to him about the relationship he has with the baby's mother. Does the baby's mother have a relationship with the children? He will probably tell you the disposition of the baby's mother. Well, she's an addict. Or she is a harm to the children. So she has been put away with a restraining order not to be around them. Or she may have supervised visits. Or it may be a situation where she decided to abandon the kids, the family, and everything and go on with herself or whatever she wanted to do. Or she may be locked up. It varies. Now... Women already know that it's very rare for a woman to abandon her kids. So if they were given custody to the father, and mom is maybe in rehab, locked up, or something of that sort, she may look at you as coming in as a threat. Or you're trying to take my place. Those are not your kids. How dare you? And what you will need to be mindful of is, depending on the ages of the kids, whether or not she is trying to poison their perspective of you upon meeting you. This is the reason why a lot of single dads don't tell the baby's mama that they're dealing with a new woman because that will strike up a lot of uh, anxiety in the new mother. She doesn't know who the person is, she doesn't know whether or not she could trust them, she knows the kids better than. This new woman does. She's going to use all of those things in her arsenal. Now, we have to face a few facts. There's a reason why the father has custody of the kids. And it has to do something with her behavior. So, you would have to go in setting the example. And for some of you, if you're not ready to settle down yet and and be that quote-unquote role model. Patronizing word I hate to use, but I'm using it in this instance. This means that you'd have to comport yourself to the environment. Now, that need that kids have for a nurturer will be one of the things they'll be looking for in you as the single woman. So you could very well be graduated to mom status very quickly in their eyes. Now, what the man has to realize also is that there's going to be a level of attachment. And you're going to have to go in with both eyes open and explain it to them that you're their daddy's friend. If you guys are on a level of being girlfriend and boyfriend, you want to let them know that. So in this way, they won't be confused about mom. Because the one thing that will probably piss off the baby's mother, of course, is if if they start calling you mother or mom and she gets wind of it. Usually a woman will try to get custody back of her children. More often than not, that is the case. Now, this means that he may have to look for a woman that won't jeopardize that. So she may not be a person who drinks. She may not be a person who uses weed. She may not be a person that um, engages in activities that would be questionable if the courts were ever involved in his life again in regards to the custody of the children. So he would have these safeguards, these things that he would have to look out for. Now, when it comes down to you coming into that household, what I'd recommend is that you allow the kids to pull you into the household as opposed to you pushing yourself into it. Some women will go and they will, oh, your children, you know, you don't know anything. I'm the mom or I'm the lady of the house. Whatever I say goes. That may not work so well for you. Instead, let them grow to gradually like you and to gradually miss you when you're not there. Because these are going to be your biggest advocates in the relationship, believe it or not, more so than the man that you're with. They're going to be the kids who may say, Hey, let's go over to her house or let's hang out with her. Dad, why don't you call her over? Now, the downside to this is breakups are going to be extremely hard because these kids are going to have a relationship with you and they're going to want to be tethered to you in some sort of way emotionally. So this is why you have to make sure that you're making the right choice before getting involved because there are very few do-overs you can do where it won't inflict damage. Another thing, too, to keep in mind, too, with these children they will have certain habits, certain behavior. The father may allow them to do certain things that you may find questionable. They may start using four letter words like dad and they're young. And you may have to come in and have a speak with him or talk with him and say, hey, look, you know what? Um, We've got to clean up the vernacular around the kids. What you will do in that sense, you will impose standards that will be universal for the family. And this will also put him back in line with where he needs to be as far as a father. Now, it also depends on what kind of kids he has. Is it a situation where he's a permissive parent and the kids can pretty much do anything they want? Well, if you grew up in a household where you had rules and standards, guidelines, you have to make the assessment as to whether or not it's worth it because the kids will probably double down on the behavior they've already had and play two sides against the middle. And this is what you have to really evaluate. Are they educable? Are they kids that you could uh, actually educate in many ways about certain demeanor, or did the dad do a good job and you're coming in to fit into that environment? See, it could very well be that dad has already got everything laid out and he needs a little help on a few things, but for the most part, he has the structure of responsibility, accountability, And discipline down. So in that way, it makes your job a lot easier coming into that situation. Because in that way, you're not coming in having to be the new sheriff. The one thing that I would highly recommend is you're going to have to be in a role of positive reinforcement. So whatever dad comes up with as far as the rules and standards that are within reason, then you're there to... Enforce them, but have a sensitive touch to listen to them. They will more than likely disclose things to you, especially to girls, more so than they would to dad. Now, another thing you got to hedge is this sense of jealousy, because if they start listening to you more, liking you more, or spending more time with you than dad, he's going to feel kind of left out. So you're going to have to make it more inclusive. So he doesn't feel so isolated and so threatened. Now, a good man that appreciates you is going to take this as an asset. Because at this point, it's going to be where he will look upon you as being someone that's very complimentary. And then after a while, what he's going to do is start trusting you. Now, as I've said with men who are dealing with women who have children, you want to have that situation where you can work out the co-parenting thing. However, let's flip it. With a woman dealing with a man who has children, you may find that the situation is different. where there may be a non-co-parenting situation in place. In other words, he has sole custody for whatever reason Mom can't see them. Now, it could be another situation where mom sees them and in this way, he would have to take care of the logistics of introducing you to the mother. Now, any unresolved issues they may have may come up. I don't want to see him with her. I don't want her over my kids. I don't want her around my kids, etc. You don't have to fight that fight. You can get out of that situation if you don't think you have the stomach for it. But now, let's say, for instance, she has an amicable relationship with the father. The father makes more money. She wants to go on and and trek in another direction in her life, but she still loves the kids, wants to see them. She has visitation. And you guys could possibly co-parent and co exist What that means then is that she's going to lay out some of the things that will be in the best interest of the child. Hopefully. If not, he will. And from there, you just will embellish on those things. Now, the one thing that I get from many of you who have written in about this particular subject is what about if they tell me something confidential that they haven't told either parent? such as maybe the teenage daughter is pregnant? Would it be a breach of trust to reveal this? You don't want to go and do anything clandestine, like take her to an abortion clinic or something like that without his knowledge. You want to talk to him, give a plausible argument where he will at least understand in some kind of capacity and not just want to go and whoop her ass with being pregnant. But you want to put it in a context where he will understand and you guys can talk about it civilly without getting the child in trouble. And the way you do that is to premise it by saying, I don't want you punishing her for what I'm about to tell you. True enough, he can get mad, emotional, and all that later on. But you're dealing with a problem at that present time. And so your loyalty, even though you love the children or will grow to love them, is actually to the dad. And what they will see is the way dad has transitioned on the way he deals with things compared to what he dealt with in the past because usually fathers are pretty strict and stern. But if it's softened a bit where dad now is a little bit more um, engaging, the kids will find it much easier to disclose some of the things they talk to you about with him in concert, all three of you together but it's going to take time for that to actually build because the kids are going to be very skeptical of you at first and he's of course going to do, what do you think about it do you like her, etc, etc and they're going to give their opinions and usually they will have a bias towards the mother, the biological mother because they miss her, she's out of their lives for the period, and they're waiting to see what's gonna actually manifest from you and their dad being together. Now, it could very well be where it's a us against her mentality, meaning that instead of them coming to you and asking you permission to watch television or something of that sort. They'll go to dad first. Now they might feel it kind of odd when he delegates that, or if he does, to say, why don't you ask her? Now a Smart Father will start doing that to integrate the authority in the house so that they will realize that, okay, well, her judgment is just as good as Dad's judgment. Now, when it comes down to supportive activities, take for instance the kids have a major league baseball game that they want to go to. Or it could be that they're participating in some sort of extracurricular activity. Well, dad probably can't make it because he's working or whatever. But you showing up, giving that positive reinforcement and that support, that helps them. Because, see, the one thing they want to do is to be able to identify with you. And once they have done that, then what happens, they have a sense of calm and and they're not as anxious. So at that point, what happens, they might slip up and call you mom. They might try to come up with a name for you. Now, some women will say, just call me by my first name. Well, what you could do with them is say, okay, I'm going to let you guys give me a name. Let's work on that together. That's a building block for the two of you and so they come up with a name mommy 2 or something of that sort then they present that to their father and it's something that the three the uh, group of you created and so that's a way of forming a bond what you're doing is you're showing them that you can trust their judgment And ladies and gentlemen, that was the doorbell. And that is the security team making sure that nothing is going to come to the door that they don't like. So, with that, what else happens? There's a situation where you will get to a point where these kids will have trust in you and appreciate you for what you do. And that's helping their father. And when they see this happen, they look at it from the standpoint of, oh man, she's cooking dinner. Oh man, she's buying us this. Oh man, she's acknowledging our birthdays. And after they get that level of familiarization, what happens with kids, they become possessive. Now when that takes place, that means that the kids now see you as their property, like dad. Now, these kids are going to be white on rice, like, to put it mildly. In other words, these children are going to want to go with you to different places. And they're trying to ensure that while you're out and about, that you're not cheating, you're not flirting around, you're not giving out your phone number and those kind of things. And they'll be quick to say, oh, no, This is my dad's girlfriend. Uh Uh-uh, you're not doing that. And they're going to be very, very adamant about it. Now, once you get to this level in the relationship, those kids are going to guard you just like you were their biological mother. Again, it depends on his parenting skills as a father. Just like it would if you were a single mom. And you have to make that assessment. Are his parenting skills up to par where those kids are disciplined enough that you can go into that environment and really have a good relationship and a good family with them? Now, another thing I would say, it's not uncommon for a single dad wanting to get married not too long afterwards. And the reason for that He wants a form of completion in the family. Now, this may be a trigger for the biological mother to go and say, oh, I'm going to get my kids, I want my kids. Because something like this is very permanent. Another thing you will have to think about, too, is, and I've seen people dealing with this before, thinking about adopting the children. I only recommend this if the mother is deceased or if she really doesn't want to have anything else to do with the children at all. The only reason being is that she will try to come back. But there are some women that will sign over their parental rights and won't think nothing of it. But remember, if you sign up for them, they're yours. So if you and your new man get together, get married, then have a divorce and you get custody well he gets custody or still keeps custody I should say you'd have to pay him child support and vice versa if you took on those kids and got custody he would have to pay you child support and a biological mother walks away without anything without having to worry about it. now other aspects of this you'll have to deal with. Don't expect the kids uh, to have met a lot of women. There's some guys who will do that but most respectable gentlemen when it comes down to their kids they're going to limit the number of women that they will bring in front of the kids because they don't want that attachment to take place. If she's on their booty call or something like that more than likely he's going to do that while she's not around. Now, another uh, ally you will have will be his mother. This is going to be a wealth of information. She's going to fill in the blanks on the backstory about the biological mother and about the situation. True enough, there may be some bias in there, but you'll have to assess what is valid and what's not. It will help you out a lot. But I will tell you if the consensus is she was a bad mom or something of that sort, then you kind of know what you're dealing with there. Because that gives you the incentive to, uh, to uh, set the positive example for them. Now, we're going to talk about a few other things in just a moment in regards to this. Sorry about the security team there, folks, in the last segment. But, you know, they get excited. I told you, this show right here, hmm, no editing. Now, what happens if he has an addiction of sorts? That's the first thing you have to weigh heavy. Are you going to deal with someone with an addiction or some sort of insecurity where they're over-masculine, so to speak? where they have to have the iron fist of being that parent. I'm telling you once again, look at their parenting style. If it's not conducive to what you believe in or what you think is normal or right, don't get involved in the relationship. And please, single ladies, don't think you're going to detach the man, and I've seen this done before with men who tried to do this, where he's going to just go give up custody to those kids just to be with you. I have seen so many women do this, where they sign up a custody to the father or give the kids to the grandparents so that they could go and live their lives and, and satisfy that person they're with. If a man is willing to do that, For you and you have uh, found out that he had to fight for custody for those kids and he really cares about them and he gets to a point that he's willing to think about getting rid of them just to keep you he's not a good man and he's a horrible father you see those kids should stay with him no matter what if he's got custody And you just may not be the woman for him. So just step aside and allow a woman who is more applicable to be with him. And get over yourself with, oh, well, I like him for this, I like him for that. Because you're impacting other people's lives. The decisions you make, other eyes besides your man will be looking at you and they're going to treat you according to the way you treat yourself, the way you treat him, and definitely by the way you treat them. And that's what it comes down to. Don't lie to them about something, tell them the truth. Again, you want to have a sit down with your man long before you even meet those kids. To find out what his expectations are as far as your role with him, with those kids. That's going to be very important. Get some clarity there. Just don't go in there and just because he's handsome and you're thinking, oh, oh, kids love me. Ladies, get that out of your head. You know damn well, kids don't love everybody. There's some of you who know people who have people in your own family that hate their parents that hate other people that come into their lives. There'll be some that may not like you altogether. And you know what? Don't try to force it. You don't have to be there. There was one show on the Discovery ID channel I was watching where this lady met this man. They got together. They got married. Things went well for a couple of years, but they had a son. Well, he had a son that was still upset because his mother passed away and so he took it out on this new woman and eventually he tried to kill this woman several times as a result if you are not liked by one of those kids and you try your best to be yourself and they're not feeling it you need to walk away don't try to stand there and fight try to convert them don't try to change them there are more men out there for you than that one he's just got to find someone who's going to fit the mold for him and it may not be you so don't burn yourself out over it now again a lot of single women will bypass a man with children. They don't want to be a mom walking right into a situation. Instead, what they want to do is to have their own so they don't have those constraints. It Makes sense, that's the reason why men want women that they can have kids with instead of someone that they already have children with. Even though men are more tolerant of a woman with children, because for the most part, demographically in many areas, especially when it comes to age range, that's what they expect. So they know if she's from 25 on up to 40, she's going to have probably one child around her, maybe two. That's understood. So this is to be expected. Now, again, this is a rare situation where you'll run across a father who has full soul custody of the children. It may be based on him being a widow or something of that, a widower or something of that sort. And so with that, you have to have some sensitivities. You know, if they want to talk about their mom, cry, those kind of things, just be there to support them on that. Because they really loved her. And they still have love to give. And therefore they have a new beginning with you. So don't tell them to get over it. Uh, She's dead now. That kind of thing. You don't want to be insensitive. Because that will definitely get you the exit uh, visa out of the family and relationship for sure. Now, other things that you may have to look at. The kids will probably meet your parents, meet your family. Here's what I would highly recommend. If you have any naysayers in your side of the family, you want to limit those kids' exposure to negative people. You want to do that in general, but especially with your family. Because, see, they'll take it as a personal rejection that reflects on you. If you have disputes with family members about, oh, I don't know why you're with a man it already has children well you don't need to be around that person because you have to look at it they're judging you based on your decision but they're doing it in a way as to say satisfy me by getting rid of that person you're with getting rid of that situation that's what people are saying indirectly when they criticize you You need to do it this way because I think it's better. They have their own lives to live. Why should they be steering yours? So you have to make sure that you make that abundantly clear, including with your parents. And I know that's hard for some of you. Some of you really love your parents. You respect them. But at some point, there will be a dispute where you have to stand up and actually... Stick by your decision. I remember when I was dating my ex-wife. My ex-wife had three children from a previous marriage. I had none. And my mother was, you know, telling me, I don't think this would be a wise idea. I don't think you should do it, et cetera, et cetera. And I listened to her, but I told her, I said, well, I will own the mistake that I make if I make one. I said, I'm going to talk to her thoroughly about it and it will be me and I will never come to you with any problems. And I kept my word on that. So the problems I had to deal with in that marriage stayed between my wife, my ex-wife, and I. And my mother respected me more afterwards. Because she told me one day, she said, even though I love you and you love me. You did not yield from a decision you made, and I appreciate that. You did not just cave in. You took what I said and considered it, but you made your own decision with that information. And it didn't come out as the way I saw it, but the thing is is that you survived it because you hung in there, You did what you were supposed to do. You stuck by the decision you made. And that's what we have to do in relationships. And sometimes it's a tough call when we know that we might not have uh, made a good choice. But you have to stick by it. Because after all, it was you that made that decision. Now, the other thing too to keep in mind Including them on plans, like, for instance, you guys are planning on going on vacation as a family. Include them in it. Hey, kids, guess what? We're taking you to Disneyland. And you guys go. By the way, folks, just as an aside, I know in the 90s, right after the mafia got, you know, blown out of the water by Giuliani and the rest of the feds, They touted Vegas as being a good place to rear family. Well, they were trying that to see if that would have worked. And what they found was that it didn't work, especially on the Strip with Treasure Island closing and all the rest. Because Vegas was designed for what it is today. Adults only. Because before you can do anything in this town, you have to be 21 and over. And in fact... uh, there's a native here, and I'm going to let you hear an excerpt from her about what her perception is of Vegas, about the five things she would like to tell people about Vegas. Vegas is not a bad place to live, don't get me wrong, I live here. However, there are some things you need to understand before you come here, so you have an idea of what you're dealing with, for the most part. Now. And this is no shade on Vegas, but it's a reality check on Vegas. Now, another thing, to to keep in mind with this whole situation, your happiness. Will you be happy? Will it be something that you want? Some of you ladies may not be able to have children, and you want to be a mom. And this is a way of fulfilling that. Nothing is wrong with this as long as you go in aware of some of the requirements, consequences, and things you will have to deal with. There'll be some nuances. You may have to go to a PTA meeting and listen to a teacher tell you about where the kids will need improvement. And these things are building blocks for you to bond with the child or the children. So you're not in a situation where you know it's totally for naught. And as you grow, as these kids learn, they learn certain skill sets from you. Like for instance, you may have some boys and you're teaching them how to iron clothes. And you're not just sitting there ironing them yourself. You're showing them how to fold laundry, how to do laundry, so that they will have these life skills. So when they go out into the real world, they're not so um, handicapped in how they approach life. They're not one of the guys that has to go out and find a girlfriend that can cook, clean, and all of this. They could do it themselves, and then make a better choice than the woman they want because they're not getting them to need them for a specific task or several specific tasks. And it it also builds their self-esteem. So you could play a vital role in their development is what I'm getting at. So if you choose to do this, just remember one thing. Have fun with it. Enjoy the experience. But if it's something that's not in your wheelhouse, let the guy know up front. You can still be friends with him. But you realize that maybe that's not your cup of tea. Don't be so afraid to you know, express that as well. But remember, as the woman, what you have to remember is one thing. You always have more choices than men do. So by selecting a guy with children, that's a choice you made. And the only person that could be held accountable, not him and the kids, but you for making the choice for him because he cannot function in the relationship without your approval. That's key. And a lot of women sometimes forget they have that power and they come out of relationships sounding like a victim. He took advantage of me. He did this to me. He did that to me. Well, you gotta at some point look at what you're dealing with compared to what You want it. And you have to take the glasses off and look in the eye of what you're dealing with with clarity. As opposed to wishful thinking. I thank you for listening, folks. And we're going to play the excerpt right after this. Now, when it comes down to being a single woman, and we're talking about, in this case, a woman without any children of her own, you may make some brownie points by cooking dinner, uh, making sure you're helping them with their homework, things of that nature that will create a closer bond that will help. Now, if you're a woman who has children, and you meet a man who has children as well. You also can really work together, but the thing is, you will actually allow the kids to take the lead as far as whether or not they can get along with each other. If they're small, they may play with each other. And the reason being is that smaller kids, they don't have the variables that we have as we mature. like for instance, teenagers and so forth, where now some of the personality traits have kind of developed and they may not like someone because of this or that. When it comes down to kids, they usually like to play together and they'll figure it out. But the thing is you want to notice how they interact with each other. And the one thing that I would tell you that needs to take place on both sides no child should be favored over the other one. And that is key. They both, both groups should feel as though they're integrated. Where they're actually responsible for each other, they look out for each other. I know this is easier said than done because, you know, different exposures, different upbringing, different backgrounds, all these things will have an impact. But this is where you're headed. This is what you're trying to do. Now, if they're teenagers, you may be dealing with something on a different level, depending on their ages. Take, for instance, your lady and you have a son. He has two daughters, and they're all teenagers, around 14 or 15. You want to make sure that your kids are looking at each other as brother and sister in some capacity. You don't want them as uh, possible possible sexual experimental partners. So that means you guys got to reinforce the uh, the fact that they are going to be sister and brother or that they are going to be someone that's uh, off limits. That's going to be vital. I had a friend of mine years ago. Her mother was a domestic, and she cleaned the house for this very wealthy family. And while the parents were away, the mom had a daughter from a previous marriage. The father had a son from a previous marriage. And when she would go to clean up their bedroom, on occasion she would catch the two of them having sex. And of course, this was a no-no, but She wasn't allowed to say anything because she didn't want to lose her job. So, you know, these are things that you want to definitely consider and really talk to your children about before you would get involved in that kind of relationship where you guys are actually going to have the kids to intermingle or intermix. The last thing you'll need is to Get together with a man who has children you have children and then winding up where the female is pregnant i'm talking about the child other things too that you have to come to grips with when you start to create more of a family bond through unity that means you might want to go to church together you might want to participate in vacations activities together then, what will happen? you will start seeing that whole thing about us against them go pretty much away in the in the wayside. But there will be others that you may not be able to get along with. And no matter what, the kids don't get along with the, with the um with each other, but you and the partner get along. And a lot of times, what will happen in situations like these? The parents may still see each other but without the kids being involved or engaged in the situation. They may still have separate residences, those kind of things, and wait until the kids are old enough to be on their own before they decide to go on and get together as far as cohabitation and that kind of thing. You know the best for what your situation will prevail. Now, other things that may be problematic think for instance you do have a child and the child has a baby's father of course you may want to talk to that baby's father about um, if you can about you going into another relationship with and you're not asking permission what you're doing here is you're trying to get clarification where he will know the man that these kids will be around. He will also know about the children this man has. So in that way, it's not a situation where he's just in the dark, not knowing who the children are exposed to. Now, he may have questions about the baby's mama, that kind of thing. And you know, I'll leave it to your discretion to whatever you would disclose about that. But I wouldn't say disclose everything because the reason being is that certain things that don't really pertain to you and your child in that sense may only be associated with them. Now what this means also, and this is another sticking point. Take for instance the baby mother, the mother of his, of the guy that you're with's children. Take for instance, they have, um, she may have an interest in having them come over and she might invite your child also. You want to have the understanding that that child is not to be alienated. They're to be treated as a group. And we see this sometimes when, and I've seen this before, where a woman was dating a man who had children. And she had two. And she had a baby daddy. Well, the baby's daddy would only come over when she had the kids all the kids, including a new man's kids with her, he would only come over like, take presents Christmas, and he would only buy gifts for his kids. One thing I will tell you, if you're going to give gifts to one, give them to all. Kids pick up on that. Don't treat them like they're in the foster care system like some of these parents do. A young lady I was with years ago told me what would happen when the foster parents favored one over the other and how they would give some of the nicer clothes to the ones they liked and, of course, give the lesser desirable clothes to the ones they didn't. And so that created an inferiority complex. And this is what you want to avoid. You don't want to be the bearer of bad news with that. You want them to always feel as though they are doing well with you. And that you are with them by the positive reinforcement that they're going to yield to you by appreciating what you've done. Now, here is the other thing. Take for instance, the mother does have a role in the kid's life she's decided to be with someone else and you're with the man with the children and take for instance there's an event we'll say his son is playing in Little League well don't look at it as a threat if the mom shows up with her new man you show up as well as the father to support the child and his siblings are there and your children are there. Because the one thing that you have to realize is this, the more support a child has, the less anxiety they have. And now they're trying to not only impress the generic set of parents, they're also trying to impress you. And these things help. Because it makes it much easier for you to blend in and fit in, and there're going to be differences, there're going to be problems, uh, sleeping arrangements—you've got to work that out with the kids as far as who's going to have the bunk bed, that kind of thing. Um, but through it all, as long as you two, as parents, are setting the example, things will work. The one thing that I would suggest never to argue in front of the children. If you have a dispute, maybe go out in the car and talk about it. Don't yell at each other. Don't swear at each other. Don't curse each other out. Because then the kids are going to definitely start picking sides, and you'll have your child in there trying to defend you against the other kids, or starting a fight that doesn't need to take place. So you want to keep your disputes outside of the purview of the children. Because that helps a lot. And that's even if you're in a regular situation with a partner. These are things that will help you along the way, because a lot of you young people especially may not be aware of these things that you are involving yourselves in. Now, another thing that I will tell you that could be problematic. Take, for instance, he may have temporary custody. If he has temporary custody, understand a couple of things. He may be going back to court, shelling out more money to attorneys in order to get that situation straight. Are you willing to deal with that if that's the case? He may have the kids, but he may not have full parental, uh, you know, status. So he may have the kids for 90 days out of the year, for instance. And uh, with that, it'll be less threatening for sure. But one of the things you would have to watch is how much of an influence, if there's a negative influence, does the biological mother have over him and over the children so you want to make sure that you keep these things as an added footnote to understand because that will be very important now a couple of other things that are going to change you being a single person or even you with a child you already know what your budget is, and what you're doing is you're going into a situation where, combined, the two of you will make more than you would by yourself, which is a good thing. But you still want to keep your costs within moderation for the whole family, so that you're not going out buying your daughter Prada while you, while his kids are going to Walmart. You don't want the nepotism thing. You don't want the favoritism thing. You want to have it balanced so that the two of you will be on the same page. The one thing that you do not want to have happen, and I've seen this happen also, well, one child is treated better than the other. Don't start that. Please don't. Now. There'll be certain situations such as uh, you might have, he might have one child with special needs, one that has a special diet, one that's allergic to peanut butter and all these things and allergies. You want to find these things out so you'd be sensitive to them and so that you could better understand and work around those problems. And not only that, it also gives a positive reinforcement that you care the kids. And that's vital because them being without a mom, it has an impact on them. The nurturing that you'll bring, the education that you'll bring, the example that you'll set, all these things will matter. They will matter greatly. And one thing to keep in mind, if nothing else, you have to be true to yourself before you can be true to anyone else. More in a moment.
0: Five things I would never do after living in Vegas my whole life. Number one, I would never take my personal car or a taxi, Uber, or Lyft to a spicy dancer club. One time, me and my friends were trying to take advantage of like a free entry night uh, to one of these clubs. But the problem is that if you take one of like an Uber or a Lyft to the club, they have to pay like fifty dollars to those cars for every group of people that they bring. So you can't take advantage of like any discounts or deals. So just use the car service that the club offers. They have like a fleet of cars that they send around the strip to pick people up. So just use that. Speaking of car service, I would never take an Uber or Lyft from the airport like to the strip. The reason why is because the system is just still a mess at the airport. It is way faster. Just get in line for a taxi, hop in the car. You'll be done in half the time. Number three, I would never stay through the end of a concert or sporting event. So if you feel like things are wrapping up, I would book it out of there because everyone's trying to get into the same elevator, you know, get out of the garage at the same time. If you can get a head start, I would do it. Vegas here, the infrastructure is not really built for the capacity that we're at right now, so the sooner that you can beat any kind of traffic, I would do it. This might be a controversial one, but something I would never do is gamble. I've just grown up here, I've never heard of anyone making any kind of money gambling. It seems like no matter how much you put in, you might win some back, but it's gonna level off eventually. But I just personally wouldn't gamble. I don't see the point in it. Unless you're like a professional poker player and then you can make money that way. And lastly, this might be a controversial one, as someone who grew up here, I personally wouldn't raise kids here. Vegas is not really like a super kid-friendly town. I was super bored. Um, There's not really anything to do for anyone under 18 or 21. We don't really have like museums or art galleries here. In fact, as a kid growing up in the 90s, um, we would take field trips from the elementary school to We'd go to the Luxor, we'd go to the Rio, we'd go to Mandalay Bay, and that was where like our field trips, we would go see like the exhibits at these casinos. I'm sure they don't do that anymore, but I know also that Nevada always ranks like one of the lowest states in public education, so unless you're able to raise your kids with like a private education and enrich their lives in other ways, personally, I don't know. I just wouldn't raise kids here.
1: I would like to personally thank you for listening to Romantic Truth. You may follow us on Facebook.com backslash Romantic Truth. You may ask your friends to subscribe to Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth. Or you can leave us a message at Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth backslash message. You may contact us through email at RomanticTruthPodcast at gmail.com. Take care.
0: Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show.
1: The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth,
0: Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice, in the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for Fair Use.